coming to you live from the Business Radio X studio. It's Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by IDS, an award-winning digital marketing agency that delivers integrated marketing solutions for franchisers, franchisees, and franchise development teams. Learn why over 75 brands depend on IDS's team of dedicated marketers and client service professionals to deliver a strong ROI on their marketing investment. Go to IDSFranchiseMarketing.com for a complimentary digital audit and consultation. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Franchise Marketing Radio, the show where we dive deep into the world of franchising with insightful conversations featuring industry leaders and franchise experts. I'm your host, Rob Ganley, and today we have an exciting guest with us. His name is Michael Wagner. He is the president of Pool Scouts. They're a leading home pool maintenance services brand, and they do a lot of other things. They're also part of a multi-brand franchise called Buzz Franchise Brands. So we'll dive deep into that relationship and what makes that special. But I want to talk a little bit more with Michael today about the model, when it got started, and where they're headed in the future. So, Michael, without further ado, welcome to the show. Rob, thank you very much. Uh, happy to be here. That's great to have you. So let's just kind of rewind a little bit, make sure everybody's aware of Buzz Franchise Brands and Pool Scouts and how that all works together. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the genesis of your brand as well as as Buzz? Happy to do so, Rob. So Buzz Franchise Brands began in 2012. Our first brand was Mosquito Joe, which began franchising in uh, 2012-13. And we built up really to over 300 units across the country and sold in 2018 to uh, to Neighborly. That same team of people has been here since, since day one of Buzz Franchise Brands. I came on board with Buzz Franchise Brands in 2015 to, uh, to help start the second brand, which is Pool Scouts, which officially was born in January of 2016. Included in our other suite of brands, we have Home Clean Heroes, which we began 2017, started from zero. We sold, as I mentioned, Mosquito Joe in 2018, and we acquired a brand called British Swim School in 2019, which uh, has taken off like a rocket ship since we acquired it, despite going down first with, uh, with the pandemic and then recovering really strongly after that. And then last year, we started our fourth brand, which is now called Wonderly, which is a holiday lighting business that we started in 2022 and are expanding rapidly now in 23. So that's the uh, the four brands. We've got a team of about 72 people across uh, Buzz franchise brands, many of which are involved in our shared services team that support various, if not multiple, or all of our brands as well. Yeah. Well, you know, let me just, before we dive into Pool Scouts, because I really want to look at that closely, let's talk about Buzz real quick. Lots of really cool complementary brands, right? But there's also something unique about this relationship that I think the audience probably doesn't necessarily know about. And that's the, how you have this, this group relationship with multiple brands and how that works. So I wanted to kind of explore how you guys work together, like at the brand level, like is that helping the franchisees? Do they naturally interact? Is there some advantages? Obviously, it's even though there's four brands, you're, you have one team supporting. So tell us a little bit about how that helps ensure success and growth. 
Well, starting from a corporate perspective, we really have the luxury of being able to benchmark best practices across all of our brands. And that includes teams of people, as I mentioned earlier, particularly in the areas of marketing, where we have dedicated brand management teams, which include leadership, include marketing, include operations and support in various states as well. And then in the area, for instance, of marketing, we do search engine optimization in-house for our brands. We do paid digital, in some cases, through the same agency across all of our brands or some of our brands. And then we have backup of financial analysts that support all of our brands, but benchmark what we do and from a best practice perspective uh, at an individual brand level that makes it better for all of the brands. So our shared services team really makes Buzz Franchise brands unique. So when someone comes here, Pool Scouts as an example, we have 10 dedicated people to uh, running the brand uh, and supporting franchisees, which is what we do at the end of the day. Um, but when a franchise candidate comes to Virginia Beach for a Meet the Team Day, they get a chance to see 72 people working in conjunction of supporting not only individual brands, but the, the greater good of Buzz franchise brands altogether. Uh, it really helps us scale uh, the organizations and learn. And then on top of that, when you take the franchisee at an individual level, I mentioned our fourth brand, which is Wonderly, uh, the holiday lighting business. We have some franchisees that are Pool Scouts franchisees that are also franchisees of Wonderly. It's kind of a bookend business for the holiday lighting side of things, which works well. We also have some British Swim School franchisees that are Pool Scouts franchisees, two of them uh, as well. So, you know, there is some synergy there from a brand perspective for, for franchisees who want to invest in multiple brands. Uh, and then there's just the, the how do we make everybody better by you know, doing the best things across all of our franchise systems. In some cases, our franchisees connect at a local level. Uh, Pool Scouts had, for example, a, a great partner, has a great partnership with an organization called Hope Floats. And uh, May is Water Safety Month across the country. And one of the things we do is our franchisees give a dollar per service that goes towards giving swim lessons to kids that wouldn't otherwise be able to afford it. Well, guess what? When we donate that money to Hope Floats, the organization that does this, they channel that money in many cases to British Swim School franchisees at a local level who are then delivering those swimming lessons to those kids that, that wouldn't otherwise have those lessons. So that's one example where there's opportunities for synergy from a, a, a PR perspective, you know, a customer communication perspective. And then, uh, uh, you know, Home Clean Heroes and Pool Scouts, despite the fact that we're cleaning inside houses, residential homes, or outside in the case of pools, um, there's, you know, synergy when they talk about how they go to shows, for instance, home shows or, or different, you know, things they might do at a local level in sharing best practices from a local marketing perspective. So we'll connect the franchisees of the multiple brands to have them, you know, talk about what's going on and what's working for them too. So really there's a, there's a lot of synergy across the board, both from a corporate perspective, as well as from a franchisee perspective. I got to compliment you on that answer. I think that was a, that was a clinic on a lot of, there was a lot of layers of things in there. <laughs> so uh, I think it's brilliant. I mean, you know, most franchisors are single brand. I shouldn't say most anymore. This idea of what you guys do is unique, but um, is more common today. 
But I think it's a tremendous opportunity for the business owner and for the customer, right? I mean, most marketing, so you started with, you know, how you're managing your, a lot of the difficult things like digital marketing and things that are lots of details to manage. You're taking that and you're basically the same audience, but now you have more options on how you engage the audience and help all the brands at one time. So that does help the marketer a lot. And, and just generally, when you're in, you know, when you're building relationships with homeowners, all these things come into play. And usually, if you have one kind of business, it's usually you're referring or partnering. And it's great to have the option to expand and say, I could just add another brand. So I think that there's a lot of really cool things for the business owner, and then awesome things for the customer as well. So I appreciate that because that gave me some even deeper understanding of how this could work. And then your story about how one brand can offer value. And then another brand can fulfill it and they're working together to service the homeowner. And that's that's great marketing and it's great for everybody. So I wanted to just unpack it a little for myself. Um, so tell me a little bit about, uh, so Pool Scouts, let's get into that a little. Um, you know, I would say Pool Scouts, would you call it a maintenance company or is it a services company? Because I know you're going broader and you're always talking about, you're always innovating new services and and finding yeah. ways to help that. So tell me more. What makes you different at Pool Scouts when you compare it to maybe another similar brand? Yeah, you know, there's a couple things that, of course, I, I'm biased, right? I love what we do. And, you know, I always describe our brand, Pool Scouts, and what we do is, you know, it's not a sexy business. At the end of the day, we're in residential pool owners' backyards, cleaning and maintaining and repairing, um, you know, in some cases, uh, you know, improving their swimming pool, their residential swimming pool. And so the work itself that we do is is daily in, you know, eight to 14 pools a day in a, in, a, in a vehicle with a technician in that vehicle going out and doing that work. Those are, quote, our billable hours, right? Um, but, but the things about our business model and what we do that I think are really sexy are, number one, we know who our target customers are. And those target customers, in our case, when you look at a residential, you know, a home service franchise business, and you look at what you're buying, you're buying in, in most cases, they, they define a territory. And in our case, a territory is made up of up to 10,000 single family homes with in-ground pools with incomes above $100,000. So what does that do? That paints the picture, Rob, of a laser-like focus on who your target customers are. And it starts out with building franchise territories and showing those to prospective candidates as they're going through the investigative process. So that's one thing I love about our business. We know who our target customers are. The other thing I know I love about our business is it's a recurring service. Last year, we averaged $1,312 per customer. We averaged 18 services per customer. And that's across the entire franchise system. And that's despite the fact that, you know, 60% of our customers last year were brand new to Pool Scouts. So we attracted customers throughout the entire course of the year. We're in 16 states now. So you can see some markets have a lot of seasonality versus other markets that we're servicing 52 weeks a year. But we're in people's backyard on a regular recurring basis. Year to date, our you know we have seventy two percent customers that are signed up for weekly or biweekly uh, pool cleaning and maintenance. So we're in their backyard on a regular basis, really that recurring service. So I think when you look at the predictability 
first you look at the defined customers and knowing who we're targeting, and then the predictability and the scalability of our business model. Those are things that make it make it attractive, make it sexy, right? Because those things are when you're looking at how you build a business and how you scale it. Um, it's important to know what you do and how to stay down that path and in that lane of what you can be really good at and ultimately what you can drive to make money off of. I love it. Yeah. Like, again, I'm going to unpack that a little bit because, it, you know, re removing resistance in processes within businesses is not something you can really do unless you start with the end in mind. So, like, most franchise brands, you know, sometimes they develop a business organically and, and then they but they have to often polish it up before becoming a franchise and really think through these things. So when you say things like we start off with a laser audience of hundred thousand homes, whatever that was, you know, that quantity and, but they all have in-ground pools. they all have the right income levels. That is your, that's your people. And if you can say that's hundred percent our people, they may not, the timing might not be right. They might not, they might have a friend doing it for them, whatever the reason, those are the people in today's marketing. You have to be in front of these people regularly, whether they're customers or not yet, right? But if you don't really know who they are, it's harder. So that one little thing was huge, right? So you start there. Then you talk about recurring where you're always, you have an opportunity to interact with your customer more and it's recurring. So for me, that's the sexy part, right? That's the part where you kind of can decide how successful you might want to be. But there's a whole lot of room to be really financially successful or, hey, more lifestyle business. But the point is, when you have those customers and you got it where you want it, it's recurring. <laughs> so it's a little easier, uh, but it's also probably easier to grow a really predictably bigger business if that's your goal, which a lot of franchisees, I'm sure that is the goal. Uh, it's a brilliant stuff. Um, tell me a little bit more about how... A full scouts franchisee get started right so what does that look like when yeah. obviously they get started they do a deal but the launch part like how do you equip them how does that look the first 12 months yeah how do you guys perfect look? perfect timing on that rob we actually had a we have a new franchisee renee sally we had today her first onboarding call and she just signed uh, last week uh, and she's in uh, Somerville, South Carolina, um, and she's going to be launching her business officially in January is when she'll launch her business in South Carolina. Uh, so this this process, you know, she just signed last week. So we really have kind of a, a 90 day ramp up time to kind of get get her rolling and ready to open up her business. Um, and so there's a lot of things that happen in that 90 days, which is is ample time. We've we've done faster than that if necessary. Um, but really, it gives us the chance to do everything properly to kind of get her geared up to, to start her business. And that includes all of the kind of, you know, check the box type things of making sure you have all of your licenses and getting all your books set up and getting trained and learning all the systems that we do, you know, going through field training and virtual training for us. And then building and starting to execute that marketing plan that I mentioned, which is fundamental. You know, since we have this team of folks in-house that do a lot of the heavy lifting from the marketing perspective, and we know who those target customers are, we design and execute those direct mail programs that target those specific households that I mentioned earlier as an example. 
We get their websites set up. We standardize that approach and then help them customize their websites. And we do SEO starting you know, as soon as we launch the website to get people to it and then also help them manage their paid side of things to really target those pool owners. And then even more uh, to more than that, we have a team of creative people in Buzz Franchise Brands that are graphic artists or videographers that help them produce content for local marketing initiatives that they want to do on their own. And then we make those available for other franchisees for customization, et cetera. So it's a threefold approach to really launching the brand, launching the marketing. And the last thing we also do is, is get them connected uh, with our PR agency to help them tell them tell their stories both at a local and a national level. So those are kind of the things to kind of get the brand launched, get the business launched. You have all the operational side of things that has to get done. Like any franchise system, we provide them with how much and where they buy their ketchup packets. That's kind of the analogy I always use. In our case, it's pool chemicals and pump motors and products and all that kind of stuff. We also, the vehicle for us is a branded uh, you know, rolling billboard for them. So we have four vehicles that they you know can choose from, but they're all wrapped and pool scouted out um, to uh, to kind of be uh, the, uh, another marketing uh, you know part of what their business is. So that's kind of how our process works in getting you know Renee uh, Sally, as I mentioned, launched as she she starts her business in, in January of two thousand and twenty four. A lot of moving parts. As they go on, we provide three facets of support, and that is Pool Scout centric, but BFB as well. Uh, we offer support from a franchise business coach, which is very traditional in, in franchising. And that's the front line of defense a, a franchise business coach assigned to a franchisee to help them from everything day to day to budget building to measuring and looking at their results and, and, and income statements, et cetera, uh, to ongoing initiatives to then the second side is technical support. Our business is, is more technical than some. So you got to learn about pools and you got to learn about the equipment pad. You got to learn about circulation and chemistry and all that stuff. So we have a team of three experts on the Pool Scouts team that help on the day to day, on the training, on the phone a friend. I call it training that they use FaceTime or Google Hangouts and hey, look at this noise, look at this pool. How do I do this? What do I do? Uh, providing that as a second level of support. And then the final, which I mentioned a little bit earlier, is the marketing support. So we have two folks, Pool Scouts dedicated that help the franchisees plan, execute, and measure what's happening from a marketing perspective. Uh, so those are the three facets of support, some of which are before you get started, and then they're perpetual as they move forward. Okay. Yeah, I think you'd have to try to fail, is what I was thinking at the end of your answer. I mean, I I mean, you know what I mean. You just and and, and I'm going to ask you a little bit a, a little later about you know, what what makes the DNA for you guys of the right of the right candidate because I think part of that sometimes is the answer to that because it's how would you fail right? Um, but no, but you said a few things that are really important. Um, again, knowing the audience, laser like. I mean, they all can be potential buyers. There's nothing inherent about them that they couldn't buy from you. That's what's beautiful about it. Second thing is, it's a known thing. So. Google is perfect for for this, right? They have taken over the yellow pages of our time uh, as older guys. But anyone who has intent, which you have a pool, you're probably going to have something you need and you get on Google to look for it. So you've got the direct mail to stimulate awareness. What are they going to do with that? They're going to go Google you. You've got the Google presence, 
working on all levels, right? You've got your ads and your organic content, which builds that credibility and reputation and reviews and things. And so you've got those things working for folks. And I could tell you as a marketer, there's probably a thousand details in what I just said, right? And it's not the kind of stuff any of us want to talk about when we have to run a business, right? So having that handled so that the franchisee, and here's my question, you have all that working for you, you're getting your momentum, the job of the franchisee is really focused on those relationships, right? And 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 taking them further, which helps the revenue stream and keeps it sticky and growing. So that allows them to focus because they don't have these other there's the other hurdles to get over. But that's my question is, that's really what you're trying to do. What is their main function in your mind? When you train them, you say, you should be doing this 80% of the time, not be stuck over here and there and there. We're handling that. But tell me, like, what is their core? Yeah, function? you know, I, I, I think this, this is probably true for a lot of uh, for franchise brands, especially in the home service industry. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's this concept of working, you know, on your business versus working in your business. And in the beginning, you know, we require all of our franchisees to go through our full blown, full blown training program, which includes, you know, a week's worth of pool school. And then ongoing, we have them do some some online training before they even get here. So they've got to learn the ins and outs of the pool operations and business and chemistry, things like I mentioned earlier, because ultimately their job is to be the face of the business, but to run the business at the end of the day. So, you know, I think I mentioned the predictability and the scalability. I made mention of eight to 14 services a day in a single vehicle with a single technician out there in the field. Our business scales by adding more technicians and more vehicles at the end of the day. But that's a lot of moving parts, Rob. So what does that mean? Those are a lot of people uh, points there to be very cognizant of. Number one, as they grow their their customer base, they're going to grow their team. So I always liken it to, okay, are you somebody that I want to be on the bus with? Right. Because the bus of business ownership is a journey. It's not a destination at all. And so are you fun? Are you good? Do you create a great work environment? Even though in the beginning, it might just be hiring that first technician. There's a lot of faith that that technician has to have in you as a business owner to want to come work for you as the first, you know, first employee of, of a business. So, you know, the people side of things, our mature franchisees will service over a thousand customers. That's a lot of customer relationships to manage. And so, you know, the people side of things really is where we want franchisees to be good. We provide a lot of tools that allow them to see the numbers, right? With a lot of moving parts, you got a lot of numbers that you got to be focused on. And I would say in any home service business, you've got to be good, what I call above the line. Above the line really for us is, you know, recruiting and keeping customers and generating revenue and doing so. Like I mentioned with our business, there's so many things that are predictable. What's a weekly service going to cost you? What are your chemical char- you know, costs are, that you're passing on to the customer? And you know, where are your margins ultimately in managing, generating revenue, managing your labor, which is the technicians out in the field, and managing your cost of goods sold, which is chemicals and parts, et cetera. And being good above the line is meaning that you're good at the generating revenue and keeping customers, et cetera, and you're good at generating a gross profit or ultimately a gross margin from a percentage perspective. Because below the line in our business is very predictable. 
And so we know what marketing spend is going to be. We know what, you know, most cases fuel is going to be, insurance is going to be, you know, those below the line costs are pretty predictable. So being good up here is in the top of the, above the line is, is important. So those things are very people oriented, Rob. So the customer side of things and the technician side of things, um, but keeping track of the numbers and being, you know, analytical or at least understanding the numbers those are things that are helpful for franchisees to be good at. Yeah. Well, yeah, again, very strategic in the way you're speaking, right? And um, and it's not easy to get access to that kind of thinking. I just want you to know. Um, that's, you know, it's a lot about impact, right? So this lever does this. If you move it up and down, it makes this impact. Sometimes it's just not that simple if you don't show it, right? It's not, a, you can sound fancy when you talk about KPIs, right? But really, it could be very simple. You just keep track of these five numbers, right? And this is what should be happening. But if you don't distill it into something that simple with a lot of strategy, you're not getting there. And then that's what a franchise brand can do. And that's what gentlemen like you do and your team does. So that that's that's really powerful. So tell me a little bit about, though, and I know we, talked, we touched on it earlier, but of course, pool scouts in certain markets might be seasonal, right? And I think there's a couple of ways to look at that. But you also have some of these other brands and, and you know, these complementary brands, like uh, uh, one, I think you said Wonderly is the brand that does yeah, the lights, correct. right? Yeah. So I know that's obviously a seasonal uh, for, for a lot of people. It's wintertime um, and uh, the holidays, right? So I think of that. But tell me about the seasonality question, because I'm sure that's something yeah. that you talk about a lot with new candidates and things. Yeah, we do. We do. And, you know, the first thing I'll say, and and so our franchise, our current franchise map includes 16 different states. Uh, the northernmost location we have in, is uh, in Boise, Idaho. Uh, we have a great franchisee there. We're in Hartford, Connecticut. Uh, and then we're, we're, in, we're in Florida. We're in Arizona. We're in Texas. We're in lots of southern spots, of course, throughout the sea, southeast, but also in the, in, in the mid-Atlantic states as well. So when we look at the seasonal markets, you know, they have two things. They call what I call the bookends of the business itself, which is pool openings and pool closings. Pool openings and pool closings, you know, the average uh, price we charge a customer for a pool opening is about $353, not including the chemicals there. And it's close to that on the closing side of things. So those are really good revenue generation opportunities uh, on both sides of the, the equation here, but they're also spectacular customer acquisition opportunities, what we find too. I always tell people the season's at least a month longer than you think it is on the front end and on the back end. You know, here in Virginia Beach, where we're located, we'll be closing pools in December. But yes, we will. We will be closing pools in December. We keep about 10% of the pools we have open year round because people just want to look at it. All the newer pools that have been built, fortunately, the, you know, the pandemic was very friendly to the pool business. It was exploding because people were investing more time and money in their homes than ever before with low interest rates and all the things that kind of lined that up. All new pools have temperature sensors that would turn on the equipment when the, the, the water or, you know, the air gets below a certain temperature. So you'd keep the water circulating and be protected. So there, I guess my point there, Rob, is that the, the seasons are always longer, but those uh, opening services and closing services are good revenue generation opportunity, great customer acquisition opportunities. And we find our seasonal mm -hmm. franchisees perform very well and validate well as the candidates go to call 
you know, somebody in Connecticut and talk to them and say, well, how's it going? What do you see? Or somebody in Maryland or somebody in Idaho or wherever it might be. So I think that's a lot of, you know, the uh, people get, have that in their headspace. Oh, it's a seasonal business. You know, I'm not going to do anything during the off season. Uh, so, you know, a lot of franchisees enjoy that, um, that, that downtime, albeit it's not as much downtime as they think it's going to be. Right. Right. And it's, it's like we said earlier, I mean, there's always time to work on your business, Right. If you're going to scale, you're going to grow. There's other things you have to do and plan for. But other, the other thing you said, I, I'm loving this conversation because it's very like when I think when you said it's an opportunity, like the closing and the opening, right? I would have just thought naturally that's a, that, well, it is a core service, right? It's obvious. And once they're a client, they're going to do that with you. But that's probably the pain point that bothers people the most that if they're going to change or look for a new person to do it is the opening and closing stuff that comes into play. So I, I can see where that would be an opportunity to, to open new doors. Is that kind of how what you meant by that? Is it that there might be an opportunity to really say, hey, we could do it better for you? Or tell me more about that opportunity. Yeah, you know, I think when we when we started Pool Scouts in 2016, the way we started the business was we bought a, a small um, book of customers basically from a, a high-end con, uh, pool construction company here in Virginia Beach. And that, that acquisition consisted of 31 customers, two vehicles. Uh, and those 31 customers were, were largely year-round customers that we had. So when we launched, and we launched that in January, we talked about opening pools and getting your pools open. And I think, you know, really in some seasonal markets, it's educating the do-it-yourselfer that you don't have to do it yourself. There's somebody out here who can do it for you. And oh, by the way, we're not only we will open your pool, but we'll clean it for you. You don't have to do that either. So at a, at a higher level brand promise, we can give you your time back. And this is not really time that you're spending enjoying your pool. You're spending your you know hour or two on the weekend cleaning it. Let us do that for you. So there was you know some some paradigm shift in the customer's mind there of, on that side. We've seen that within the seasonal markets. But certainly the pool opening process is, you know, it's cumbersome and challenging. And uh, and the longer you wait to do it, the more difficult it becomes. Um, so, you know, that's that's a challenge because, you know, as the water gets a certain temperature, you start to, you know, grow algae. And then you got a lot of work to, to get the pool uh, swimmable before you can use it. And then if you don't do it in time, you're not getting as much of a season out of it. So. We really, um, from a marketing and branding perspective, position our franchisees on timing of when we get in front of the prospective customers to help acquire them to get those pool openings. And we've seen great customer acquisition numbers you know, across the board, but certainly in seasonal markets when we hit a direct mail card you know, in somebody's mailbox in March or, or, or April, they want it. Oh man, we just had a great weekend. It was 80 degrees this one weekend. I want, well, I want our pool open tomorrow, right? So there's really a sense of urgency for getting that work done. Um, same thing on the on the closing season. We're having right now a kind of spell of bad weather this week in Virginia Beach. And prior to that, September was spectacular. So we're having highs of like 71, but it's cloudy and rainy and windy, which means debris starts to fall in the pool. And now people are like, man, I got to get our pool closed tomorrow. So you find a sense of urgency with those two services, which helps marketing initiatives really uh, be successful and helps us acquire a lot of new customers, but also convert those customers into recurring customers after we do those single services. Nothing works better than real urgency, right? Yeah. Or self-inflicted urgency, like, oh, it's 80 degrees. Wouldn't it be great to have the pull open tomorrow? Um, 
Yeah, no, that's and that's just a perfect opportunity for marketing. And not every business is like that, right? You, you guys decided this is the business you wanted to build and you're smart enough to know these things ahead of time. I know you were. You already were doing it. That's the point, right? It's like you you know that this would be a good business to run and it would be it would work well because of these reasons. So I think that's brilliant. So last question, I want to and respect your time. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, so if people are interested in starting a business, I always like to hear from you guys on any tips that you might share. Now, maybe we could broaden it to sort of a buzz, a buzz franchise brands or, or home services. But what do you think that looks like for somebody? What, what would you share with them that they should be thinking about, maybe preparing for that would you know help them know they're a good candidate for, for the kinds of brands you guys are? Yeah. So I think uh, one of the fundamental things when you're looking at starting business, particularly a franchise, a franchise has so many advantages. You know, franchise startups are, are you know, our businesses are historically a lot more successful than just um, true entrepreneurial ventures that are starting from zero. Um, but you look at uh, what's called the item seven in a, in a franchise disclosure document, which is the investment. You know, fundamentally, you got to determine as a prospective business owner, do I have the money to invest to get this business started? And one of the beautiful things about franchising is that you have to disclose what does it cost? You know, so in the case of Pool Scouts, it's we, you know, we say it's around one hundred and twenty thousand dollars to get started with a single territory. And that includes things like first year marketing for direct mail and search engine optimization paid up front. Um, some of the costs associated with vehicles, et cetera. But it's disclosed there and written, you know, in pure English that says, here's what you're going to have to come to the table with. Mm-hmm. So investments, uh, one one component might be, well, if some businesses take $2 million to get started out. You might not have that money to get started out, but understanding that range and, and is an important first step. Uh, mm-hmm. You have to determine whether it's a business you want to do. And in some cases, you know, we even have brands that have different hours of operation of billable time. Like I mentioned, mm-hmm. in the case of Pool Scouts, most of the work we do is Monday through Friday, daylight hours. That's when we're at people's homes in their backyard. We can't clean a pool in the dark. Uh, most of the time, the, the customers don't want us at their house on the weekends, unless you're, you know, opening or closing and the seasons, uh, those are some some differences there. Um, that's one thing. Home Clean Heroes is very similar. We clean pools or clean homes rather, you know, Monday through Friday during daylight hours. And you don't want to be there before, you know, 830 or nine o'clock because that's when people you know don't want you there. British Swim School, on, on the other hand, you know, we're teaching children how to, to swim through leased pool space. But most of that time is done when the parents are available to take their children to go to swimming lessons. And so that is maybe after school potentially, or when the parent might be able to go do that or on the weekends. So that might be something to consider. When is the work done? Does that, you know, meet the kind of lifestyle that I want to achieve for for myself or for my family? So another thing to think about. Another thing to think about is the the workers. Who's doing the work uh, for the business that you're looking at? And is that someone or a group of people that you feel comfortable you know, recruiting and and hiring and and retaining and and motivating and you know building a business around. Uh, some businesses are out there and they do things like crime scene cleanup, right? Mm-hmm. That's an example of the one a franchise business. Yeah, that might be mm-hmm. something that intrigues you, and you say, "Yeah, that's really cool," or "Oh my gosh, I can never see myself doing that." But seeing yourself doing that is an important side of it. 
in almost all cases, franchisors hand you the list as you're going through the discovery process to call franchisees. I think what you find in franchising, the term I like is the greater good. I used it earlier once, but the greater good is really about the community around the brand. And so if you have a neighboring franchisee and you're looking into a system, I would say almost all the time, somebody's going to welcome you to have a conversation, maybe come visit them, you know, use all tools to be able to discover whether it's something that you can be passionate about and that you really see yourself doing at the end of the day. Uh, and then look at stuff like the, uh, you know, the reputation of the brand. Um, yeah. I'm super proud that Pool Scouts, as an example, has a, a net promoter score of 78 across our entire franchise system. And I know we, we think in terms of grades, but research net promoter scores of different companies that you know, and 78 is pretty darn good and exciting. But that's yeah. really a testament to how the customers feel around the brand at the end of the day. And that's an important metric to look at as you're investigating franchises and in particular home service brands that are out there. Yeah. Well, that last comment, I just think of for me as a sales and marketing uh, professional, I would say that's the core of what I've done most of my life. And uh, you have, for me, I always had to believe in what I was doing. I noticed uh, and got a little older and figured it out, but, but I noticed very quickly, if I really believed in something, I over overachieved, I excelled, I enjoyed it. I didn't even think about working sometimes, but if I didn't believe in it, i.e. If, if the clients don't like the service, <laughs> like if you, get, if you don't have a great reputation, I don't know if you could buy into it, right? It might be a challenge. There might be reasons for that too, systemic reasons, but great point. I mean, you have to see yourself and believe in what you're doing. And the other thing I thought of when you were talking was like, I always think of like, like a lot of restaurants or retail, like where we patronize, we go, and we enjoy it. And you're like, oh, I love this business. And then you think, no, but it's really about interacting with small, uh, younger people all the time. Is that your thing? Do you want to do that? We're working on weekends, you know? So it's like, you got to think through it a little. And I, I appreciate that answer. Uh, so I, you know, Mike, I, I, Michael, I appreciate you having uh, you on the show today. Could you share with the audience how folks could reach you, the best way to reach on the, if they're interested in the opportunity, what the best way to reach Pool Scouts would be? Yeah, so poolscoutsfranchise.com is a, is the process you know, where you go to learn uh, about more about the brand. Um, so that that would be one area. I'm on LinkedIn, Michael Wagner. You can you can find me there. Buzzfranchisebrands.com is our you know is our uh, holding company and uh, and mothership uh, where you can learn about all the brands that I mentioned uh, individually as well. And then if, if you just do a search of Google, you're going to find a lot of really cool things out there. Uh, PR pieces, interviews with franchisees and, you know, lots of things. And you can do that with almost any brand that you're researching out there and certainly encourage you to do that as you go through this discovery process. I think it's one of the best educations you could go through, right? I always say that. Uh, you just offer to talk to people and at your level, there's not many professionals that you can get access to that would. And, uh, and that's great to get that opportunity to learn and you guys run a lot of different kinds of businesses. You really understand business. And I encourage everyone to to reach out, even if you're thinking you're not sure yet. You want to, you want a little help and a little guidance and on how to get started. Uh, there's a lot of opportunities here just with under the the buzz umbrella. So Michael Wagner, thank you for being on the show today. I appreciate you sharing you know, the insights on both Buzz and of course Pool Scouts. Um, and uh, for the audience, stay tuned. 
for more episodes and more engaging conversations on Franchise Marketing Radio. Bye for now. Thank you, Rob. Thank you.